0: Welcome to Frank Wealth Insights, a financial and investment podcast from Return on Life Wealth Partners. They look at your money. We look at your life at returnonlifewealth.com. Welcome, everyone, to the debut of our new financial podcast. I'm sure you'll find it informative, entertaining as we try to provide insights into business and wealth planning. Uh, we do look forward to future special guests on very topical topics. Uh, topics of interest, and just to remind everyone, this is our first podcast, so you're going to probably see a lot of goof ups in this. So mm-hmm. we're just going to try to roll with it, and we'll sure you will get better as we go. Uh, but the most important thing is, if you like it, please subscribe, and if you want to pass it on to other people, let them know to subscribe to our future episodes. Um, many of you know me as president and founder of Plan Financial Services. And we have an important announcement to make about changes at our business that will impact you and your family. Today, joining me to discuss these changes is our Chief Operations Officer at Plan Financial Services, Joe Rogers. Joe, welcome. Thanks, Frank. It's great to be here. So there's something that you and I have spent a lot of time working with me on, so I'd like you to be the first to share our big news.
1: So just so everyone's aware, Frank and I have worked together to lead an important initiative for the firm Um, with that Frank I guess you know the big news effective immediately we're changing the name of the firm to return on life wealth partners I know it's been tough for you Um, three decades of business a lot of highs a lot of lows a lot of good a lot of bad but now we're taking a step forward so uh, after those you know being in in business for three decades uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the thought process Well, the
0: whole idea came about when we were looking at uh, making a decision about the growth of our firm and the direction of our firm. And when I started the firm almost 30 years ago, when I came out of public accounting, I really was looking for a name that was functional, straightforward, to really tell people what we do. I didn't really come in with much of a marketing background and really had no budget, since I couldn't even pay myself to hire a marketing firm. So we came up with Plan Financial Services, which has served us well um, you know, with our clients over these years. Um, but when we hired a marketing firm to help us you know, really figure out the direction and the growth strategy we wanted to take, I told them that nothing is, is sacred in regards to uh, what we're going to do, except really uh, the, the internal mantra that we had, which is return on life wealth partners. And that was the one thing I told them that was important, that needed to be part of Um, you know, the branding and the messaging of our our firm, because
1: that's really at the heart what we do for our our clients. Makes total sense. But uh, just a little insight for the people listening. How does Return on Life Wealth Partners help to achieve that goal? Well,
0: what we do hasn't changed. I I think what was important to myself and the team when we discussed this was really coming up with a name that really we could wear on on our shirt sleeves. And return on life was really about focus that we've always had over the years, but it was more of an internal process and an internal mantra in regards to how we we worked with our clients, which is how do we help our clients really obtain a a return on life? And it really was a play on words when I came up with that saying, you know, probably about a decade and a half ago, I was coming back from a conference and you know, our whole industry is about rate of return. You you look at the news, you look at the markets, all they do is talk about rate of return, rate of return. But really, I thought to myself, is that what's really important to clients? Is it really the, the goal of most people? Um, I can't say everyone, because I would imagine some people do identify with money. But the whole idea is that having a life well lived was at the core very important to the people we serve. And I felt return on life and that philosophy, that mantra, better speaks to who we are. So I said, let, let's just put it out in the forefront and, again, wear it on our, our shirt sleeves.
1: Yeah, and, and that's one thing we've always talked about, um, especially in my time here, is you know, creating core values like that, which comes to the point of not only you, but our employees and something you've always been passionate about you know things that you can't put a price tag on like family health memories and experiences yeah well every, everyone defines success differently whether it's career
0: success family success personal success even financial success and we're not downplaying that you you know we're very good at managing money and generating the type of returns our clients need to achieve what's important to them but really changing the the focal point to what creates joy in their life? what allows them to feel fulfilled because that really di- that really drives the decision making process and by allowing a clients to peel back the layers um, you know in their lives about what motivates them um, you know again what's important to them what is their personal definition of success that allows us to help them in matters of making these decisions by uh, creating clarity so that they can make informed and confident decisions so the whole idea with return on life is helping our clients stay focused on what matters to them, and if they can articulate that well to us, then it allows us. It enables us to be the architects of of helping them get to where they want to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, Frank. That's that's true. I know. I know. We began the process that we struggled somewhat with how to get the message out and clearly communicate to everybody what makes our firm and our team different from other advisors, and and with that you know, with the help of the marketing firm and other employees in the firm, I think we've really hit it spot on. So um, can you touch base on that a little bit? Well, sure. Uh, you know, as I said, we started the firm
0: back in 1994, and I've always believed that we needed to be a catalyst for change in our clients' lives. Otherwise, you know, why hire us? The, the difficulty in our industry is, and in, in I feel for consumers, because they're inundated with news, uh about the markets constantly uh they're inundated by news from commercials about you know who who should be managing their money how they should be managing their money and it's really hard for really uh the consumer to decide who who is a right fit to me i'm not saying we're a fit for everyone uh, our our goal is to to be very direct about who we are and what we want to be and hopefully those people will identify with us and want to work with us um, but we felt putting our culture out in front and our, our drive to be a catalyst for change and help clients focus on money will appeal to those people that would want to work with a firm like us. The, the, the key thing is, is differentiating that. And, and, and again, that was the big reason to change the name to put Return on Life in our name. Because it's always been in, you know, if you, if you looked at our website and all our information, the the tagline that we use, "Return on Life," was was always included. It was not never something not new, but we never put it out in the forefront like we are today. And we feel that that will allow clients to see us more clearly about who we are and make that decision making process for them. Are we the right fit for their their family, their business, and then work with us on on that of their life that they feel is, is critical to achieving what matters most. So I think the goal here was really to create clarity in the marketplace, not saying that the other companies are, aren't good at what they do,
1: that we're clearly different than what we do and we're different than them. And, and with that, I think one thing that we have to acknowledge not only in clarity, but differentiation is trust. Um, trust is is very important. You know, despite all the technological advances aimed to simplify life and what, we're, what we do here, people are increasingly overwhelmed with information and decisions. Um, I think one thing we focus on, and you know, I'm not an advisor, so I'll let you speak to it a little <laughs> bit, Frank, but the ability to make complex simple and provide unbiased and relevant inf- advice to people. It's just real critical in developing and maintaining relationships because of that word trust. Well, Joe, you're you're spot
0: on. I mean, we can't exist without trust. Outside of people's, you know, uh, medical well being, their 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 uh, their personal health, financial health is usually second on that list. And when people entrust you with their life savings and making critical decisions that will support their values, support their goals, trust has to be there because it's not like we're we're building a coffee table or building a house where you can see things, you know, build in front of your eyes. A lot of the things that we do take time and it's all behind the scenes. All they do are really getting, you know, financial statements from us and, um, you know, write-ups and letters about how we're doing things for them. And they are achieving success because we, we create those milestones. We benchmark um, their goals so that they feel that they're making prog- progress. But the, the key thing that I've seen change in the 30 years of running our firm is everything is moving faster. Um, you know, technology has created more information, more information faster. That You, th- you, you go on the internet and you feel like you're, you're drinking from a fire hose. And people are moving faster uh, with their families, their lives, their careers, their activities. And it makes it very difficult for people to take all this information and separate what they say the wheat from the chaff, where they, they have the relevant information, the right information, so they can make decisions. People are good at making decisions when people stumble in making decisions or they hold back is because they don't have that clarity. They don't have that, that painted picture that allows them to see things from their perspective so that they can make the decisions that are in the best interest of themselves and their family. So we talk about it, you know, we, ha- we have another tagline we've used a lot. It's, it's your life, your money, your way. And it's in a certain sequence for a reason. We always go to your life first. it is about your life. that has to direct us. then it's your money and it 's your way. So really, we are an extension of that family, that business owner, to allow them to make those uh, important and critical decisions and they look at us to, to make sure that through our expertise and our guidance, um, the information that we 've gathered through the collective years of experience of all the members of our firm, that we will provide them Information in its simplest form. And it's, it's an adage I picked up at a, at a CPA firm that I, when I started my career, Arthur Anderson. They always talked about think straight, talk straight. And by doing so, it's allowed our clients to make decisions to move, to move forward. And one of the things I've I talk to our clients a lot about is everyone has a certain horizon based on the perspective of where they are in their life today. But as you start to move forward towards that horizon, and you start achieving goals, and you 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 your values um, start to mature with your life, your horizon sometimes will change, and it's not a good or bad thing. It's just when you start to have clarity, you start to see the horizon differently, and that's always going to influence your 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 decisions. So, the comfort that our clients have is they know that we always have their back. That anytime they have a a, a concern or a question. They can always call on us. And we always joke with our clients. We tell them, I go, before you make a decision, it's always better to ask us our opinion to get our insight. Whether you, hit, you listen to us or not, it's always better to get that up front versus going and doing something and coming back and say, oh, Frank, what do you think? Well, it's either going to be a, a positive or a negative. And what we try to do is help our clients avoid pitfalls. And that's, again, the whole point of having, having their back, making sure that they know whatever happens they can always rely on our firm.
1: I, I appreciate that a hundred percent. And with that, though, you know, people listening may be thinking, "Well, achieving that's a little complex." So, with that being complex, um, we do provide a great team here. So, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Well,
0: when I started the firm, I never wanted to make it about me, so I never started the firm with my firm name in it. And I've always talked in the the word "we," even if it was just myself. It was always "we" because I knew one day. I'd be adding to the team. And the purpose of the team is I'm as good as the team is. And, and the team is as good as I am. So we always work together to help one another because I have a certain level of experience and perspective. But, you know, Chelsea on our team or Cynthia on our team or Mike on our team or Danielle, they all have different perspectives. But our collective perspective allows us to provide much more bandwidth and much more experience in helping our clients. So. The goal is to continue to grow the team um, with specialization, um, areas of, of, of topical expertise. But the big thing in adding team members is they buy into the culture. They buy into the return on life culture because we do work as a unit. I would say a lot of the industry, everyone is siloed with their advisor most of the time. We work as a unit. We have several advisors assigned to every client. We make collective decisions on how we invest for our clients. And I think our clients are better off uh, because of that. But our, our goal, you know, the long-term goal of the firm is to become an employee-owned firm at some point. And to do that, we need to grow. Um, you know, we're at about $600 million in assets uh, today. Our goal is to get in five to seven years to be about $1.2 billion. That would probably allow us to scale up to about 20 to 25 employees And I think an employee-owned firm is going to be another differentiator in the industry. Not only for for employees who want to work at a firm that they have, uh, they're not only a stakeholder, they're a shareholder, Is going to be important. The other aspect of it is our goal is to become an employee-owned firm, and I feel it's important for several reasons. One, I think uh, the industry doesn't really have financial firms that are ESOPs, and I feel that an ESOP makes a statement to our clients in that every team member is vested. Not only are they a stakeholder, they're a shareholder. I also feel in in a day where, um, you know, all companies are always trying to figure out how to attract and retain people, having an ownership stake in a company that you are passionate about will create longevity within that company. And in those situations, I think both those situations, the, the, the client wins and i also have to think not only of myself but the future of the firm again in an industry where there's a lot of consolidation and companies being you know bought and sold you know for 30 years we've created a very unique culture in our firm and by creating an esop and allowing the firm to continue uh, at some point you know everyone has to retire i'm not looking to go anywhere anytime soon the the culture which is the most important part allows the firm to continue with the, the people that are at the firm at that time. And to get to the ESOP, though, we, we do have some aggressive growth uh, initiatives because you do need to be of, of a certain size, have a certain amount of employees to make that work. And so our goal is to become in the next five to seven years a, a $1.2 billion uh, assets under management company. That'll probably result in us having 20 to 25 employees. So those are exciting times. having Having that type of Bandwidth and specialization uh, will allow us to to really serve our market well, but we're never going to lose the nimbleness that we have. And I think that's one of the things I've, I've been very proud of of our firm is because we're independent, we do things that we think are in the best interest of our clients. We don't have a, a large publicly traded company telling us this is what we have to do and why we have to do it. And when clients need things because of our, our size, our nimbleness, we can customize. Our solutions very specifically to our, our clients' needs.
1: Yeah, and with that, obviously, nimbleness leads to one word I think of, and that's innovation. Um, being better, more efficient, having more business processes, which obviously directly will benefit not only us as employees, but yeah. our clients as well. And with that, you know, internally, we've spent a lot of time anticipating this change and the change in the financial services landscape. Internally, we provide a lot of ways to meet the expanding needs. You know, the, the things you created, Frank, such as succession planning, our personal CFO, our complete family office, 401k prosperity. I mean, you name it. And and with that, there's no question um, there's some ambitious plans for the future. So the one thing I'm going to ask you is I probably should cancel my vacation, right? <laughs> well, I would tell you to take your vacation now because
0: we're going to be busier as we as, as we continue to grow. And, and you hit on a key thing. Innovation is critical because if you are not innovating, you will slowly wither. I always believe that if you're not, you know, our core value is, is, is continuous improvement. And if we're not continuing to prove internally, externally, and, and reexamining how we do things, the industry will do it. You know, there's always someone out there, and I always joke about, you know, someone always wanting to take your lunch money. This is a key thing. You know, the industry doesn't have any sympathy or empathy for the players. You know, everyone's out there trying to take market share. And our goal is to find the right kind of clients that uh, feel passionate about how we do things, that our return on life process and and mantra speaks to them. And those are the clients we, we, we want. But we have to continually always get better because that's how we continually improve our service and the outcomes to our clients, because everything is evolving. In 30 years, I remember when I first started industry, we were doing trades with paper tickets, and then we were faxing them in. Now everything's seamless electronically behind the scenes. So we're always improving as a company. Technology will be a big part of it. But the one thing we'll never lose is the human element. I always believe, even with the development of you know AI, artificial intelligence, all the technology that's out there, People want to deal with people. And one of the things that we're very good about at our firm is making sure that, you know, our advisors connect very deeply with our clients. They have very meaningful relationships
1: so that they know we see them as people and not numbers. I appreciate that 100%. And, you know, everyone listening will as well. And, and, you know, in the end, Return on Life Wealth Partners, it's a big change. So, and I know we've been talking here for a while but can you just summarize what the name change means again to the clients, stakeholders, and employees? Well, I think the the name change is, again,
0: really putting out front what we've always done for almost 30 years. I think the ability to care for our clients. So one of the things we talk about internally is that you have to show clients you care first more than you show them how much you know. People want to know they're cared for. So The way we do things isn't really changing. Yes, we're always improving. We're using technology. uh, We're creating processes. Joe, you've been a big part of building out all of our internal infrastructure over the last four years to to stage for this growth. But at the end of the day, we've always been proactive with our financial advice. We've always cared deeply for what happens in our clients' lives, not just what happens on their financial statement. Uh, We clearly want to be personal and we want to be intimate with our clients and their and their family. So I think from our client standpoint, all they're gonna see is a name change because the way we do things isn't going to change. And and I think our focus though, uh, as we've evolved as as a as a firm has moved more in the direction of you know the the business owner and their family and the, the challenges that the business owner client has. Yes, we work with a lot of other type of clients, not just business owners, but our focus you know, Because of the complexity a business owner has because they have really two playing fields. They have their business life and their family life. And, and the joy we have in working with that type of client is they have a lot more complexity. And that, and that the fact is that our breadth of service allows us to service that client well is exciting. So I, I think we're going to continue down that path, um, continue to grow, look for great team members, look for great clients, and uh, just have
1: fun doing it. I couldn't agree more with that, Frank. And, you know, obviously having that return on life, as we've stated before, it's not only for the clients, but it's for our employees and really focusing on those core values that we have, I think leads us to a path of success. Well, I agree. I couldn't agree anything more with
0: you there, Joe. It's great. Um, Thank you for participating in our first financial podcast. Uh, Thank you for the listeners for taking the time to enjoy us and putting up with some of the slip ups. You know, we're going to get better at it. Um, And then remind, I'm supposed to remind everybody, you know, please subscribe and tell others about us. But thank you for being here with us on our first podcast.
1: To learn more about how Return on Life Wealth Partners can help you pursue your important life goals, give us a call at 877-740-4875 or visit us online at returnonlifewealth.com.
0: This has been Frank Wealth Insights, the financial and investment podcast from Return on Life Wealth Partners. Your life, your money, your way. Experience financial planning the way it should be, not the way they want it. See how at returnonlifewealth.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. This communication expresses the views and opinions of the participants as of the date. It was recorded or indicated, and such views are subject to change without notice. This podcast is being made available for educational purposes only and should not be confused for any other purpose. The information contained herein does not constitute and should not be construed as an offering of advisory services or an offer to sell or solicitation to buy any securities or related financial instruments. In any jurisdiction. This podcast may discuss forward looking statements that are based on then current
1: beliefs of the participants. Investment advice offered through Planned Financial Services, a registered investment advisor.